Welcome to Echo Sunday Service. This is the perfect day for you to join us. We are right in the middle of an amazing series called Hear Me Roar. And we're hoping that today is more than just a source of entertainment. Our goal for you is to have church at home and some tips to help you do that. Start by creating a space, eliminate any extra distractions, gather your family, physically draw them near to you. When it comes to times of worship, stand up, kneel, raise your hands, maybe close your eyes if you feel prompted. Focus in on what the Lord has for you today. Pray out loud. If you're by yourself, maybe FaceTime an Echo friend. And remember, include those kiddos. Lead by example. Join in on their service. Here are some things to expect today. We have our very own Echo Band leading us in worship, a message from Andy and Christy, another incredible story from someone that calls Echo home, and a time of response, all within about 30 minutes. Let us know what you get out of today's service. Feel free to post on social media and tag us so we can experience it with you. Echo wants to thank you for your continued giving. If you would like to give today, just go online and visit the link below. Lastly, let us know how we can pray for you. Comment on this video or email in your prayer requests. Let's do this together. Hi Echo Church, my name is Olivia Merritt and I'm going to be sharing a scripture from Matthew 11:28 through 30. Come to me all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And when I read this, I really just see the heart of God and how he sees me, he sees you, and he is encouraging us to look to him and to hear his word and what he says about us and who he is to us. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe We live for you, for you, Jesus Jesus, the name above every other name Jesus, the only one who could ever say Worthy of every breath we could ever the only one who could 
driving into Rochester for the very first time. I was driving a 1994 white Honda Civic. Can I hear an amen? Oh, but this move was an exciting move. I was driving into a brand new career, in essence, a, a next chapter of my life. And I had so much excitement. I had so much anticipation. And at the same time, man, I, I knew there was obstacles in front of me. I knew that there would be challenges in front of me. And with that came anxiety. I also carried this understanding that there would be potential of loneliness as I was gonna try to find new friends and, and step into a new community. I also carried quite a bit of fear, a fear of failure, of just not knowing if I was capable of doing what I was going to walk through. And as I think about the days and, and that phase and that time of my life that I was moving into Rochester, I think of what we're celebrating this week. We're celebrating Palm Sunday. This is when Jesus rolls into town. And with him rolling into town, there was tons of expectations. Jesus understood there was gonna to be tons of obstacles, challenges in front of him. He understood what he was doing. He understood where he was going. And we can find out during this week as Jesus lived it out between Palm Sunday and Resurrection Sunday. But Jesus also carried some fear, understanding that he was gonna be separated from his father. What I wanna do is just take a few moments and look at Jesus and see what he experienced as he rolled into town, as he rolled into a few obstacles, a few challenges. And Matthew 21, seven says, they brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. Now, I'm not sure if you see it the way I see it, but I would never expect Jesus to roll into Rochester driving a 1998 Silverado. <laughs> That's kind of like the equivalent to the donkey. I would expect that, that if the incoming president, the incoming king was to, to roll into town, that there was someone of, of, of certain importance, man. The last thing they would do is roll in with a less than type of vehicle. But that's not how Jesus rolls. Jesus is a humble king. Jesus understood his purpose. He understood what he was to do and why he was entering Jerusalem. But the problem is this, is many of us, just like the Pharisees, just like the people, just like teachers, and even Jesus' disciples had certain expectations. They anticipated their king what he would look like and what he would do and how he would rule. So I believe this is the truth. Jesus wants to roll into your life. He wants to roll into this city. He wants to roll into this moment with his expectations, with his desires and his plan. And my question is, is will we see Will we recognize Jesus when he comes?
continue on in the story. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road while others cut branches from trees and spread them on the road. The crowd that went ahead of them and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. If you don't know what the word Hosanna, it means this, save us. They were in essence shouting to their king, save us from our current scenario. Rescue us. Many of us were on our knees and we're asking God, rescue us. What a timely message. I mean, if ever we needed a rescue from our mind space or our physical state or our emotions, quite frankly, our spiritual state, it's now. And some of my favorite moments where Jesus brings a rescue completely mirror the moments that we're in now, just like we are currently experiencing. There's times when people were hungry and they were thirsty, they were anxious and they were fearful. There's this one story in Mark where Jesus and his disciples are crossing the Sea of Galilee and out of nowhere, this big storm arises and Jesus is sleeping at the front of the boat and his disciples are doing everything humanly possible to stay afloat. They came to their wits end and they ended up waking up Jesus. And it's almost a humorous account because they wake up Jesus and they say, Jesus, do you not care for us? Do you not care if we're going to die? And Jesus simply sat up. He looked at the issues in front of him, the scenario that he was experiencing along with the disciples. And he said this, peace, be still. And the sea grew calm. And what, a, what an amazing story. What an amazing moment that we can read in our scriptures where God intervenes. I mean, I'm not sure what the disciples were thinking. I, I don't know if they thought when they woke up Jesus that Jesus would join and, and like empty the boat just like they're doing with their hands or this potential maybe buckets or maybe they have their, their, their robes and they're trying to get as much water on it and throwing it overboard. I don't know. Or maybe paddling harder as they're getting nowhere. But instead, Jesus sits up and simply just says a few words, peace be still. It's just not hard for me to imagine that many of us feel just like the disciples did. And in this very moment, it's, it's easy, easy to begin to ask this question. Does God hear us? Does God even care? And what I want to tell you today is this, our God cares. And I want to assure you this, that there is no virus. There is no wave. There is no storm. There is no economic downturn that will define what God can do and who God is. The question is this, do you hear God? Do you hear God's roar? Because you might need to lean in a little bit to listen because it sounds quite a bit like a whisper. 
and it simply says this, peace be still. Recently, Christy and I sat down and we started just discussing this last year and the beginnings of Echo. And in fact, we created a video that, that we feel is like the second chapter of Echo's story. And that chapter is titled Seamus. When Christy and I figured out that we were to plant a church, we realized really quickly that this was gonna be a bigger than us adventure. And the second thing we realized was that it wasn't just for us, it wasn't just for the Cass family. Andy and I were heading out of town in November of 2018. We thought we should get some snacks for the kids, so Andy stayed in the car while I ran into Trader Joe's. And as I walked in the store, I looked over at the cash register and I saw someone on the line, and I knew that something significant was about to happen. Uh, I'm Seamus Cold. I'm born and raised from Rochester, and you kind of know the story, but I just drifted away after youth group. A whole lot of life, a whole lot of partying. I pretty much wrote it off as I'm never gonna be going back to church. Left Rochester to go to school, started out partying with my friends, uh, drinking on the weekends. That kind of led to drinking a lot more. When I graduated college, I kind of figured, you know, all right, those days are over, move back to Rochester. But during that time, really working eight to five, and then six to 10 every night, rather than being at home and being reminded, dealing with my problems, it's like, okay, well, where's my life going? I know I can do more than what I'm doing. Oh, what was that next step? It was crazy. So, I mean, we were seriously two weeks into deciding we were starting the church. So it was hush-hush, secret, like inner circle knew and that was it. Christy came through my checkout line at Trader Joe's and I hadn't seen her probably since I was in high school. So it had been 10 years. As he was begging my groceries, I was just talking to him and he, was, he had heard that we were in transition and thought we were moving. And so he was like, where are you moving? And I'm like, funny story. We thought we were gonna move, but guess what? We're staying here. I didn't know you were in town. And she said, we are uh, planting a church. So he looked at me and I told him, I'm like, it's not public. Like we're not telling anyone. It's like, we want it to be fun and we want community. She was just kind of like glowing and Honestly, I was like, I have no idea what that means, but good for you. <laughs> and then just something came over me and tears welled up in my eyes and I looked at him and I just pointed at him and I go, and it's for you. Like, we're starting it for you. And I got back in the car and I looked at Andy and it was just like, just, I can't even explain it, but I felt like God was saying, like, Christy, you are called here. There's purpose in this, and you are starting it for the Seamuses out there. Really, I think I had been trying to change my lifestyle on my own. Doing that, I think I was just kind of waiting for things to happen. I realized nothing's going to change unless I reach out. I knew that Echo was meeting, and they were meeting directly across the street at um, Fagan Studios. I remember sitting, drawing, 
looking out the window, maybe feeling pulled to check it out, but really having like a sense of anxiety. Why would I go over there? Would I be welcome? I don't go to church, so why would I be going in there really? And knowing that all I had to do was cross the street. My people at the time were at the bar. That was my community. And when you're trying to cut that out, yeah, I guess I wasn't really left with a whole lot more. I had been trying to cut back on partying. And um, one morning on a Sunday, I woke up and I just felt a strong urge to ask someone for help. In July, Seamus reached out to me. Man, I like threw everything aside to just make that opportunity happen. We were working 100 hours a week that week. That was like, that was setting everything up. It was, and I remember you're like, I just have to make this work because we were praying for him since November and now it's July. Like him reaching out and typing a couple sentences, like we were like on it. I knew that I could support him and, and help him take next steps. In that meeting, I knew God wanted Seamus involved and said, hey man, we need to find some healthy community to come alongside you and support you beyond just Christy and I. I think without knowing it, I was looking for that restoration. Honestly, I always thought it was kind of corny that people believe that there could just be a light switch and everything is good all of a sudden. Well, it is a process and kind of a daily grind of hammering things out. Who am I supposed to be? What am I being pulled towards? I open up that book and every now and then something does pop up that's like, hey, that, that resonates with what I'm going through right now. I still had a lot of questions. It was enough to keep me coming back. So when I was sitting down with Seamus during that coffee meeting, I knew that Echo was going to be for him. We had been praying for him mm -hmm. since November. Those were moments where we started developing, like, this is your place. These are your people, and let's discover your purpose. Like, that is where that came from. I knew Seamus needed more than just Christy and Andy to support him, mm -hmm. uh, for him to kind of go beyond just a simple rescue but truly walk into a restoration so that one day he'd be able to repeat that in someone else's life. He deserves a team, he deserves a family, he deserves the community, and we knew Echo had that for him. And watching what has unfolded this past year, it's the community, it's the richness of people cheering you on that know you and care for you and you can lean into them when you're having a hard day. Echo has been an opportunity for me to go down a different path than what I was on. I don't think you have to be the loudest in the room to let out a roar. You can have a huge impact through, I gotta whisper, it's about what you say, what is your intention. I'd be surprised being myself last year sitting in this chair today, yeah. My name is Seamus. Hear me roar. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. That's the one right there. Uh, hey, Seamus. Thank you so much. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for being real. And thank you for being willing to share your story 
we hear your roar. Now, if Seamus was sitting in my truck right now with me, he would, he would admit, man, that he doesn't have it all figured out. In fact, he still has a lot of questions and he, he's still trying to hear God and, and, and just understand what his faith could look like. But what excites me about a person like Seamus and the people of Echo is this, is we get to do this together. This last week I geeked out on Lion Facts and there was just one thing that just jumped off the page that most male lions, one of eight male lions will live beyond the age of two. Because what happens is this, that around the age of two, they're kicked out of the pride. I wanna reiterate this one thing that God wants us to do this together. It's time for us to set aside our egos and our logos. It's time to set aside our expectations and our desires. It might be time to set aside our careers and our hopes and dreams. And it's time to put Jesus at the center of our life and be the church. I've learned a few things about God. But number one, God is a God of love. Number two, that God wants to bring forgiveness in your life. That God also is a God of fresh starts and that God wants to bring peace into your life. But I've also understood this, that God is a jealous God and he wants all of us. Deuteronomy 5.9 says this, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. And I mean, that's a little downcast, but listen to this. But showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my command. This is the God that we serve, a God that loves generation after generation of generation of people who will simply just love him back. And that's easy to do because he first loved us. God wants a relationship with you. And all it takes, all it starts with is this, is a surrender. So today, you may be watching this and you define your relationship with God as distant, or you can't hear God, you can't sense God, there is no peace in your life. I wanna invite you to pray this prayer as a start of saying, God, I can't figure this out on my own, but you can, will you lead me? So no matter if you're sitting in your homes or in your car, or if you're podcasting or you're in your kitchen, or you're at work, would you pray this prayer with me today? Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and Jesus' authority, amen. Before you leave, I wanna invite you to stick around. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to pull in your family next to you. I want you to find a place of solitude and potential place of 
meditation and prayer. I want you to reflect on what God is speaking to you. But before we do, let me pray for you. Jesus, we welcome you into our homes. We welcome you into our spaces. In fact, we acknowledge that you're here already. And we thank you for your love. Jesus, we just ask that you would whisper us today that roar. Peace be still. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our service today. Now, Pastor Andy earlier in the message talked about the disciples. They're on the boat. Chaos is all over the place, the waves and the wind, and they're doing everything in their power that they can. But what has to happen? God has to intervene. Now, maybe God's intervening in your life today. Maybe you're looking for that fresh start. Maybe you said that prayer for the first time or the first time in a long time in the middle of our service. Now, if that was you, would you please text the word rescued to 97,000. Or would you please email us at hey at wearetheecho.church. We want to help guide you, support you, and encourage you. Now, I can't even picture Echo without my boy Seamus, without his smile, without him laughing and having a good time. Now, he took that next step, and we really hope that you will as well. We continue to be the church every week through this health pandemic. Now, we can only do that through your faithfulness and your generosity. One of the ways that you can give is you can give through texting. You can text whatever dollar amount you want to send to the number 84321. 
or you can follow our website and give through there. Now we wanna give you two next steps this week. The first one is this. We want you to join our Zoom Lobby experience in about 15 minutes from now. Now you can head over there now and we'll get started real soon, but we wanna connect with you. It's a great way to just kind of mimic that lobby experience that we're not getting right now. Now you can get there through emailing us or there's a link on our Facebook page. One last step, take some time, make some effort, and let somebody out there know that you love them and care about them. We miss you guys, and we look forward to seeing you real soon. Say cheese with that nice mustache. <laughs> I'm making you edit a lot this week.